hope everybody is doing great. And by great, I mean as great as you can when you're strapped with major, major cost increases and an insanely tight labor market. Luckily, the sales side of the market is strong for most of us right now. So we got that going for us, which is good, but there are never any free lunches, are there? So that goes haywire and so do costs. That is actually the reason for this uh, episode today. So I'm going to be reading a, uh, an article that I just published on buildingoptimal.com. Title of said article is Eight Tips to Combat Soaring Costs. So without further delay, let's begin. 12 years building, and this is the most inflation I've ever seen in our construction costs. At the writing of this article, lumber is up 256% year over year. And if you take that news with a respectable, thank you, sir, may I have another attitude? Well, the answer is yes, yes, you may have plenty more. Drywall, steel, spray foam, and just about everything else you can think of is either way up or just up. The good news is we're builders and we don't take it lying down. We fight, damn it. So here are a few strategies to help you slay that inflation beast that is currently knocking at your door. Number one, price locks. In your contractor base agreements, you need to establish an amount of time your trade partners will honor their pricing. Now, obviously, for you, the longer the better. For them, the shorter the better. 30 days is common, but uh, you know I've actually seen a few people get away with 60 or longer. Number two, avoid trigger happy. What the hell does that mean, you're asking? Well, when prices are up, learn the nature of the situation. Ask lumber yards and material providers what they're anticipating in the market and do a little research. Is a higher pricing a structural change that'll probably persist? Or is it a quick uptick on the screen? If it appears to be short or fluid in nature, well, you may consider waiting until later to accept that bid, assuming you actually have a little time to wait. Number three, price escalation clauses. These clauses actually only apply if you're using fixed price contracts, which as you all know, who are regular listeners, we've talked about ad nauseum on this podcast. I actually find the topic very important though. Uh, anyway, I digress. So price escalation clauses exist in a lot of promulgated builder contracts. And in the Texas Association of Builder Contracts, they have a section called escalation of certain materials categories in those, in those fixed price contracts. Now, this escalation clause allows the builder to pass along the cost increases in excess of 25%, hang with me here, using a baseline of the builder's cost for that material over the preceding 30 days from contract execution. Now, that's something that I'm just going to have to repeat because uh, it just doesn't sink in that easily, I know. So, 
Um, this escalation clause allows the builder to pass along the cost increases in excess of 25% using a baseline of the builder's cost for that material over the preceding 30 days from con contract execution. So note that it reads in excess of 25%. That means that you get to eat the first 25%. So you're still covering the first part of that overage. And for that reason, this clause really serves as more of uh, a stop loss mechanism. A little bit of advice before pulling the trigger on this clause with your client. Just remember, while you have the right to do so, if it's in the contract, your client also has the right to be pissed. And pissed clients are never, never a healthy goal. So I recommend trying the other measures I'm listing before this one. On to number four, I believe. Number four, cost plus contracts. For you um, cost plus disciples who are reading this and sipping your rosés with your little pinky finger raised, well, read to the end, my friends. Um, in cost unstable environments, it can be difficult to properly navigate fixed price contracts. Uh, and note that I did say difficult and not impossible. Nonetheless, cost plus contracts do allow you to pass the pricing risk off to your client. Um, that's the largest benefit to cost plus contracts, in my opinion. If you're having trouble sticking to your budgets in the current climate, this could be a good option. Now, if you go this route, be sure to include a large contingency for your client so they can properly plan for the uncertainty that they are now taking on which is, of course, the nature of a cost plus contract. And remember, must be said, there is no denying that even though you have the right to pass along all of these cost overages in a cost plus contract, if the price tag of the project is well over the original estimates that you have, well, um, as I referenced earlier, you're going to have a pissed client. And uh, this, is, this is some new science that just came out. PISS clients are actually a leading cause of stroke, heart attack, and erectile dysfunction amongst builders. All right, number five, reduce waste. Someone in our Instagram community suggested this, and I second his opinion. When pricing pressures creep in, it's a good time to evaluate waste in the company. So you can cut waste in the literal sense, such as investing in more accurate lumber and material takeoffs. But you can also look at cutting waste in a more liberal sense. Where are you spending unnecessary money without any correlating return from your clients? Recurring software payments for platforms you don't really use, perhaps, or extra space in your office that you could even sublease. These are just random examples, uh, but meant to point you at a greater truth. And that is that you just have to be on the lookout and comb through your existing practices with a fresh perspective, you're almost always going to find some sort of waste that you can cut. On to, oh man, I think I screwed up my number in here, guys. Uh, I don't even know where we are anymore. This is alternate methods. So the next one, alternate, alternate methods. If lumber is through the roof, maybe a good time to value engineer. Should you consider roof trusses over cut roofs? Should you switch to 24 inch on center framing versus 16 inch centers? Doesn't matter, whatever you're looking at, there's almost always multiple ways of doing it. So 
think outside the box here. Next up, alternate materials. So we're on the alternates here. Alternate materials. We are hearing of major shortages and delays, for example, with hardy siding. So we're evaluating brick or even stucco, which traditionally would be more expensive in lieu of this material. But after we factor in the delays and also the pricing increases, that uh, equation may shift in favor of one of those materials. So that is the heart of this suggestion. Um, be looking for whatever else you can find that might achieve a similar end result. That brings us to our last tip, and that is uh, multiple bids. Now, I know with this tip, we're uh, <laughs> doing a swan dive into a pool of the obvious, but uh, I just feel like I have to say this one. So when prices are through the roof like they are now, makes more sense than ever to get a few bids. Because remember, some lumber yards may have a little better deal than others right now based on their inventory and cost basis. And that can possibly flick, flip next month. So check around a little. That's it. That's all I got for you guys. I know it sucks to get squeezed on pricing, but uh, there are always solutions to be found before throwing your hands up. And in this business, we get paid to solve problems. So uh, this is no different. The show goes on. Let's build on. <laughs>